Welcome everyone. This is Not Just Nollywood, a podcast with perspectives on African cinema, music, entertainment, and art of, for, and about people of African descent. My name is Pris and I'm here with Moji. <laughs> Pris, Pris, Priscilla, how many times did I call you? My name is not Moji, it's Moji. So, hi everybody, this is Moji, not Moji, she's trying to oyubonize my name. This is um, Moji Shonoiki, my full name is Moji Sola Shonoiki. I'm the founder and creative director of Yellowdy Productions, which is an event and film production company. Um, during the day, I work in IT and at night I'm a filmmaker and a film festival producer and creator. Um, two of my signature events are WOCAF, which is the Women of Color Arts and Film Festival, which I produced in Atlanta for about seven years. It's in hiatus now. And um, I also produce a series called Indigo Tongues, which is a show that showcases trailblazers from Africa and the diaspora. So Priscilla, you didn't say anything about yourself. I am going to say, talk about myself, but you know, being a, you, being a winch filmmaker, meaning that you, you are a filmmaker I'm at winch night. At <laughs> you know, filmmaker at night. Winch. A winch now. That one is winch now. You're, you're a filmmaker at night. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Sorry, when you say, every time you say it, I'm always thinking, is she only making films at night? That's just but, a saying. It's just I know, I know. It's like your your side gig right now. It's not like your main exactly. hustle. I get it. I get it. I get it. My name is Priscilla, and everyone calls me Pris. Uh, government wise, you know, that's my name is Priscilla, and um, so just call me Pris, everyone that's out there. But if you feel fine, call me Priscilla. Call me Priscilla. I don't care. No, Priscilla. Just don't call. No, just don't call me Priscilla or Cecilia <laughs> or yeah. Even Priscilla is even okay because I know that's like an accent thing. But just don't like kill my name. Don't call me Prince. Don't call me Priest. Don't call me. You know, just try. Don't call me Chris. You see, if you use your Igbo name now, we won't be having all these problems. Uh, English language is the problem with your name. Right. My Igbo name is harder. My Igbo name is Nga Zurahu, which is like my dialect Uguta is Nga Zurahu. And then um, Igbo dialect would be Nga Zurahu. Now imagine people saying Nga Zurahu. I can say Nga that. Zurahu. Let me hear you say it. Nga Zurahu. Ah, so messed up. You know what? Would you just call me Pris? In fact, you call me Prisla. <laughs> Prisla. So it's okay. <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> uh, my name is Pris. I am a TV and film professional. And I have worked in the industry for a little over um, 11 years. I've produced countless TV productions. And I've produced two pretty big films that are on Amazon Prime now. And I'm, I'm still trying to... I'm still trying to keep the hustle on. I'm a an artist at heart and I love everything that's pretty beautiful, everything that smells good, and everything that is very earthy. I'm not a crunchy granola, but some people might think so. 
But anyway, you're an earthy person. You're an earthy, earthy person. I try to be like earthy, but anyway, you know what? This podcast is called Not Just Nollywood, but the truth is that we will be delving into the Nollywood scene very, 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 very intensively and everything that surrounds it surrounds it. So, Moji. Yes. Would you say you're a connoisseur of uh, Nollywood? Um, am I a connoisseur of Nollywood? Nollywood what? Content? Nollywood productions. Nollywood somebodies. Um, Nollywood in general. Because I know you like the celebrities, the Nollywood celebrities. Yeah, I, I like Nollywood. The old school ones. Yeah, but I also like Nollywood content. I love what Nollywood has done, given that um so for those that don't i mean i'm sure by now most people know uh what nollywood is nollywood is basically the nigerian film cinema industry and the, the coin the the term was coined by a journalist in the new york times in i think it was towards the end of nine the, the 90s and it's kind of stuck with us so um i guess now we can actually watch Nollywood content um, online on streaming services. Whereas before, when I first got into Nollywood, we, we I used to go to the African store and get the well. I was one of those. I mean, we've all done it. Get the bootleg uh, copies. So yes, I am somewhat of a connoisseur because I, you know, I keep up. I watch all the stuff that comes out of Nollywood, the mainstream stuff as well as the underground stuff as well as the independent stuff. And um, I, I think what's, what uh, Nollywood's um, content creators have been able to do has been quite phenomenal because um, we're now considered, depending on who you talk to, to be the second largest producers of film in the world, um, you know, after Bollywood. And some people say we're the third, but in terms of volume, I, 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 I still believe we are the second because we also have the numbers and we churn out probably over a thousand films a year so um yeah yeah so i, I guess i am somewhat I, I i i think i am somewhat i i guess you know we churn out you know we're talking about volume here so volume has kind of put volume has kind of put us on the map but volume doesn't necessarily mean quality right uh, which we know is that. why yeah, I know. So for, for many years, even though I watched these films, it was almost like a guilty pleasure watching all of these films. There was like a nostalgic kind of um, attachment that I had to it because I was watching them while I lived in the United States. And it just kind of reminded me of growing up in Nigeria and just kind of tied me back to the environment and everything. Now that you know i got into the industry i wanted initially i always wanted to disassociate myself from nollywood and say no i'm not nollywood i'm trying to make really good productions and you know nollywood productions are like really really bad and then through the whole process i started identifying myself more and more with Nollywood because in the end how will I describe myself working in that industry being in Nigerian so now the term Nollywood is a little broader and of course we're making more and more um, quality you know to try and kind of even out that gap because right now I think that or before <laughs> the way the stories were told where 
even though there are good stories, they were told in a very, hmm, like cinematography wise, it was just is not really there. Um, in terms of quality, uh, we were basically making home videos. Now we have cinema ready films and we're trying to, to catch up to the rest of the world when it comes to making well-crafted art visually. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, you mentioned cinema-ready films, and I think that's actually helped with the production quality of the, of the films coming out of Nigeria now because more films are being made for the cinema. People are actually thinking about the technical side of filmmaking, whereas before, you know, the home videos, the people behind those films actually were more business people than, you know, creative people. So they were more concerned about, you know, um, making a profit on what they were producing. So quality wasn't really um, taken into consideration. But now, because of the cinemas, I think quality is definitely high up on the agenda for anybody creating content out of Nollywood now. So that, that, that's definitely been a good thing, I, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think that at this point, I'm a little prouder because I remember when I came to the Bronze Lens Film Festival last year in um, Atlanta, courtesy of Yellow Day Productions. Thank yeah, you yeah. for inviting me and having me on a panel. And I was being introduced as a Nollywood film producer and all that. I mean... I embraced it. I was like, okay, I am a Nollywood film producer. Ah, it made you, you a know, celebrity like, now. What are you talking about? Uh, everybody was, ah, it's true now. You were I'm represented. Growing, you were. I'm growing into the role of a Nollywood film producer. I was representing, but I feel like, like props have to be given to all the people that have kind of set the... Yes, yes, the, yes, yes. You know, set the path for us uh, yes, young yes. ones to get in there and, and actually make something out of this... Nollywood and we have so much to talk about you know there's there's so much great content in terms of films coming out of uh, the continent and um, in fact should we call every single film out of Africa Nollywood no, <laughs> you want to go you want to create World <laughs> War three I know <laughs> Uh, I know we can't do no, that. But, uh, I know we can't uh, do that. Nigerians. Uh, Nigerians can do that, too. Before you know it now, they'll be calling all African films Nollywood. It's, it's, it's funny. Yeah. You know, but, we, need, um, we, need, we need a name for... I know Africa is a continent, but we need Africa a name is not for a, a particular... It's not a country. So we can't really just call it Afroli. You know, Hollywood. <laughs> Afroli. Afroli. Afrolywood. Afrolywood. Uh, I like was... any great cinema ready content but you know Nollywood is not even relating to cinema at this point it is basically all the content that has basically spread out in terms of movies now we have the digital scene which we YouTube is is carrying content and we have other platforms Iroko TV and and other ones that are carrying content and we have of course Amazon Prime Netflix has a nice Nollywood section on you know so and it's growing so does Amazon so, well, well well Amazon is yeah yeah, yeah, Amazon. yeah but Amazon is kind of different I don't know if you know that Amazon has this distribution model where creators content creators can actually upload their own content 
and then they market their own content themselves as opposed to with Netflix where you actually have to sign a deal with Netflix to actually get your content uploaded. I, I think that's a nice model, but that's something it's paper pay-per-view basically yes 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 mm. um so i mean i guess you know as the podcast goes along maybe in 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 other episodes that we're going to have we can talk about you know we, we, we will definitely be talking about distribution and you know because that's what, one of the biggest issues we have on the content right now is like okay all these things are being created and we don't really have any kind of structured distribution model in Nigeria, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Priscilla, because you you partially live there. I don't live there, but I keep my ears and eyes and everything on the ground as to what's going on in the industry. But it, from what I know, there really is like a structured distribution model right now. I mean, there is, Moji. There, there is a distribution model and there are tiers, just like there are tiers in fashion. You know, you have high fashion and then you have like kind of like the mid-level and all that. So, and then the lower, you know, dollar store type thing. So there are tiers, you know, they have the distribution models for theatrical releases. Okay, there's that. Growing, okay. Mm -hmm. You know, and you have your film ones, your... Um, you have uh, Silverbird distribution. But it's all, like yeah, but it's other. all cinema. And those, that's still a distribution model, but they also distribute it. They have, like, Film One has a distribution model that goes beyond just Nigerian local okay. cinema. It goes to other theatrical release places. And then... Um, you know, you have to work out your deals with a distribution. And they also work out, they work out deals with other distributors all over the world to, to basically partner and distribute content um, through the normal channels of distribution. And if you're dealing with a distribution company in, in the U.S., the typical thing is that they would, you know, they'll say, okay, I'll sell your product and this is what they're they're going to this is their cut, you know. Uh but to even find a company that will represent um African films is very hard. Even American films, it's hard to find a distributor, period. You know, that would say, Okay, I believe in this product, I'll take it on. So it's not easy. Yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. It's not easy. Someone's not gonna take anybody's product, you know. Silverbird won't just take Yeah, so like film one, from what I understand, they produce their own content. So they don't sign on um, like Joe Blog on the streets, for instance, and, mm, yeah, and distribute their, their Joe Blog's content. They do? Yeah, film one does distribute content that they didn't produce. They basically, yeah, they do, Moji. They don't have to be a producer on the project to, to distribute it. Anyway, that's going to be a whole different topic. And it would be great to actually hear from someone from Film One directly on yeah. distribution. Because I know that a lot of filmmakers in Nigeria or in Africa are always interested in trying to figure out how to get their product out there, how to get their product funded. You know, these are all the things that, you know, people that are in the industry as producers, as as people that want to be filmmakers, aspiring filmmakers are looking for. And we're definitely going to be addressing those types of topics. And I'm looking forward to that. There's so much to talk yeah, about. Yeah, so much to talk about. There's, there's so much to, you know, and so many people to bring on to 
you know, to chat with as well. So many guests. Yeah, so many guests to chat with. Yeah, between, I think that this is... actually between me and you, I think we pretty much, I wouldn't say we know everybody in Hollywood between me and you, but I think we have a pretty good in between me and you with um, the creme de la creme of Nollywood, don't you think? <laughs> I don't know about that. Really. <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm a very humble person. Ah, me too. I'm humble now. We're all humble. As a, as a producer, mm -hmm. I don't feel like anything is out of my reach. I can always reach out to people and talk to them and, and see if they'll be interested in participating in one thing or another. I mean, that's pretty much what I have to do for a living is, you know, meet people whether I know them or not. So in the process, yes, I've met a few people, but I still. <laughs> why are you? I Priscilla, still don't know Priscilla, enough. Priscilla, Priscilla, why are you? <laughs> why, why, okay, I know you're saying okay. you're humble, but. No, but you have to tell everybody you are the producer of the highest growing. Fi uh, oh, okay, let me let Is me. Still rewind. the highest grossing. It was you. You were the producer of the highest grossing film out of Nollywood in what twenty. 17 or was it 2018? You yeah, tell 20, me. 2017. Okay. I and think that... it's 2017. Time is passing. Yes, I was one of the producers on the wedding party to Destination Dubai. And, you know, I'm really um, humbled by how that project did. I'm grateful to Ebony Life Films for putting me on the project. I worked with Ted Abudu on the project as another producer that was on there. We we tried to get it, you know, get it done. <laughs> you got it done, so clap for yeah, yourself. Yeah, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you, you, you for, you for that. Yeah, it was not bad. Um, it was not a bad experience. I loved being in Dubai. It was my first time in Dubai shooting, and it was just beautiful. And I, I at one point, I was like, hmm, I could live here. But then I can't because I can't live in, in, like, I can't live somewhere that's that hot, actually. You know, the perfect yeah. weather for me is Nairobi weather because ah, it Nairobi gets, gets hot cold, and it gets cold. Yeah. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, but it doesn't get like winter cold. It just gets yeah, like chill, light jacket cold. Hey, I like that. I like that. I like just, uh, just, just, just the just weather is similar to Nairobi you weather. Think so? Oh yeah, it gets hmm. cool, not cold. Cool. Nairobi, there's this chill shower that was in the air. I think when I was there, what time? I think it was, I think, I can't remember what month of the year. I think it was maybe May. And there was this chill in the air. But anyway, we're digressing now. So um, what are we talking about next? Prisla? Prinsla. Well, well, I wanted to talk about how Nollywood is branching out into okay. all these different realms. Because, you know, like I said, when I was younger, and we were, you know, going to, like you also said, going to the African markets to rent VHS tapes and then into DVD tapes because my mother is like a straight up, not even rent, buy. I know my it's rent, not rent, like it was buy, five, five, five dollars. Huge connoisseur of this. So, like, I literally had to get into my mother's house and get rid of a lot of vhs tapes and dvd you sh you tapes with cases i know it. but they were clogging up everywhere so you know i was just like oh 
you know when you know when we were talking about this Nollywood, not just Nollywood podcast is brought to you by Fifty Week and Run also and Brothers on a chat. And I was like trying to find find one of those. I couldn't find it. And all I have now are just some VHS tapes. I can't find the DVDs because I literally ah Moji, I did real spring cleaning in my mom's basement and garage and got rid of everything i remember when i called the bulk service trash service to pick it up and people were kind of rummaging through the thing nobody picked it because what's their own what do they care about nollywood and now it's even paining me you know in the way we speak it's paining me it's paining me you should have kept that you know um i just remembered something actually so uh, the last year of um, my festival was in 2012 and all my, all the films that I had, because you know we had a submission process where people would submit their films. Obviously, not everything would make the cut to the festival. So I had a whole bunch of films that I had been putting for submission that I was holding on to. I actually donated all those to the Schomburg Library in New York. Oh wow! Yeah, so it's in their archives. So you think the Schomburg would take it? All of yes! that seems like it's junk. Eh? It's not. Ju it's history. It's history. You, you know, and that's one thing that right. we as Africa. Well, I'm not going to generalize and say we as Africans, but I don't think we do. Uh, we're currently like contemporary Africans. We don't do a good job at documenting, right? Like at archiving, yeah, at archiving our own things. So that would be good archival yeah, materials. Yeah, archiving. Archiving is actually serious business on its own like yeah. when it comes to like film and, exactly and things like that you know because honestly if i could find one dvd that has those ads that will just say at the because right now i went on, on youtube and it looks like they they cut it off from their uploads you know well just what say, are you talking about the adverts for the yeah. what does it say like no so i'm brothers limited <laughs> 50 way car road on the one 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 about road. But those were the you know that <laughs> those were the okay, so we need to put that into context because I'm sure you're losing people now. So you know, put that into context. This explain I'm what not you're losing talking anybody, about. Jerry. What I'm talking about is the ads before the Nollywood films play, the mm. Nollywood movies play. It will be like solid film productions, <laughs> 50 way car road <laughs> on each other. You know, those they would just put these really loud, fast-paced ads right before the movie starts. You know. And in the middle, what do you mean right before? You can be watching the ad. Right the, before, the film. in the middle, in the at middle. the end. No, no, in the end, you always see a Bible quote, to God be to the God glory. To God be the glory. That's, that's, that's how you know. That's how you can identify and it. And it's over or, no. or like a Bible verse. That's how you can identify a Nollywood film because I think it's only Nollywood that does that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that um, for, for what it's worth, you know, now we can go back and, and look at it and say, hey, you know, I'm glad that I was exposed to Nollywood at a young age because maybe I wouldn't have even really felt that I could try to, what would I say, tell our stories, you know, um, properly or even just think, hmm, I can actually do a better job or I could try to, you know, make this better. And that was where my my um, zeal came from in terms of trying to get in there and saying, hey, I want to make productions that are global standards and everyone could actually see us through the same lens that 
we are looking at all other cultures here in, in all over the world you know we're like global citizens now okay so moji let's talk a bit about some of the content that's out there right now not in depth out there where out in the world out in nigeria all right so what i wanted to get into was what's hot right now on netflix regarding nollywood um one of the biggest things that are, that's trending right now is Lionheart. Lionheart, oh, yes. I, I, I loved it. Lionheart. So Lionheart is um, Nollywood's, the first film, the first Netflix original film out of Nollywood. And it was directed and starred Genevieve Nanje, our superstar actress in Nollywood. And it was very well done, I would say. I, I would say it, um, it was one of those films this the story is very simple, simple story. Um, but everything about it was well done. There was a lot of thought put into that film. It was quite obvious. You, I mean, when you watch a film, you can tell if a lot of thought has been put into it. So I would say like films, the earlier Nollywood films, you could tell that, you know, they were rushed. You could tell that, you know, whoever put it together did it in a short space of time. Because there was always, you know, there were always technical issues. There was all, there were always issues with the sound, with the lighting. It, it was that sound issue that used to do it for me in the old, older Nollywood films. But Lionheart is an example of a film where all the I's were dotted and all the T's were crossed in terms of how to make a good film. Um, I love the cinematography. Um, I like the fact that the northern part of Nigeria was shown, the eastern part of Nigeria was shown. I mean, we've seen... Igbo Kwen! Igbo Kwen! Hey! <laughs> I mean, we see the north and east in other films, but this particular film, there were really nice aerial shots. There was a shot of Enugu that I saw. I had no idea that Enugu had hills. None. Yeah, Enugu is a hill. Is a I, I had no idea. I've, I've never been to the east. I've never had any reason to go to the I've been to the north. I've been to the, you know, I've been all over Nigeria, but not to the eastern part of Nigeria. And after watching Lionheart, I was like, I have to go to Enugu. That's why I even said to you, Pris Prisla, you have to take me to your village, Joe, because you know you be mm, My people. village is not in Enugu. <laughs> my village is Zuguta, and we have a beautiful lake, and we also have hills as well. I never knew the eastern part you know, the landscape was like that. So that was the beautiful part about Lionheart. Um, you know, the casting was great. Even the way, um, the, you know, Genevieve presented herself with, you know, her natural hair. I mean, it was just, I mean, you know, I mean, these are things that even friends of mine pointed out as well. So I think it was just a very well done um, film. And I guess that's why Netflix picked it up. And it's like, and it's been trending on, on Netflix. So yeah, we're going to we're going to talk to some um, people that were part of making um, Lionheart. That would down be great. Yeah, we, we do need yeah, to. We're, yeah, we're going to schedule some some of them to come talk to us about how to prepare for these types of productions, especially producing movies in Nigeria. It's a different ball game, you know. Right, it's it not in order to actually achieve that, you have to go through a lot behind the scenes and and it will be great to just talk to some people. Of course I could share some of my experiences as well. Um working in our uh very it's a very hard 
harsh climate to work in but somehow you know that rush that adrenaline rush you just kind of miss it when you're out of there everything just moves so smoothly you're like eh? <laughs> or maybe you just or maybe you just get trained to to kind of put out so many fires that by the time you get out of there you're just like hmm i feel like i'm just moving really really effortlessly that's why when nigerians come know. out of nigeria really wherever we go in the world we do well because after living in nigeria you struggle through what should really be an easy the basic, the basic things, things you know you come out of that and then we you know we, we you know we tend to excel um but you know kudos to nollywood i mean i've always said to people that everybody always has something to say about nollywood you know nigerians where we are worst critics you know you know people even lion hats people were still complaining that oh it was not this it was not that you know and that's why some people in nollywood will say hey, go and do your go and make your own now and see how easy yes, it is no. to me to make to make a film out of nollywood like you're worried you know <laughs> already easy. you have to worry about sound just imagine worrying about sound with a generator there uh, because you actually need exactly, a generator exactly. to power lights and for you to get a silent generator you better have a high budget if not you have a generator that is making such you know so just having to troubleshoot those types of things and like making sure because people are like eh, bad sound bad lighting and i'm like bad lighting because there's no lights <laughs> <laughs> bad sound because it's loud <laughs> aside from the generator there you know other people's generators are blaring so everyone talks loud everyone's people trying to are not talk shooting over the generator people are shooting in people's houses even in the studio moji okay even yeah even if you're not of course you have to shoot on location no matter what but even if you were shooting in like a studio or something you still i i mean i have done so many studio shoots that we have to wait for things to happen because there's still sounds coming in through there because it's just always what they call the african effect anyway we're not going to talk about the negatives right now because we have to balance it no you know, but we'll they're not negatives those are the challenges of shooting yeah in, in, they're in major challenges, challenges of shooting in Hollywood. It's, it's not easy but one of the things before i lose my train of thought what i was trying to say was I always used to say to people, where, people that complained about Nollywood, I've been a critic of Nollywood and I've been a critic because I've always wanted us to do better. Not a critic in terms of just dismissing the whole industry, a critic in terms of, okay, we need to now take it up a notch. But I always knew that would happen because things, it's a process. Even Hollywood didn't just start overnight and they got it right. It was a process they went through to get to where they are. So I've always known that Nollywood to... You know, it's like we're going through our growing, you know, growing pains at the moment, and we can see the improvement, and it's only going to get better. That's what I say. It's only going to get better, you know, because one, we have the numbers. One in one in five Africans. I think now it's about one in four Africans is Nigerians. We have the numbers. Where really, close... I thought it was one in ten. Ah no, black people is no. a Nigerian. No, one in ten black people is a Nigerian. Oh, well, maybe that's black people. I'm talking about Africans now. Um, yeah. One in four or five Africans is Nigerian. And we, okay. we have the population. Our population is almost the same population as United States of America, which geographically is bigger than Nigeria. So we, we have the numbers. So we are going to keep, you know, that volume of production up for sure. Mm. Now is the quality. And the quality is getting better. So... 
I, I'm just excited. Oh, yeah. I'm just excited about, you know, the possibilities. And um, think about the younger one. Think about the Nigerians that are teenagers right now, what they will be doing in 10, 15 years' time. It's going to be phenomenal. Oh, so, yeah, of course. Yeah. If I'm already making high quality stuff and, you know, I can only just expect that they're going to be fully only making high quality I know, stuff. Right? right now we are we're making still there's still some real low budget stuff that's coming. out. I, I think low budget stuff is everywhere. Of course, you know, but yeah, I'm just saying yeah. the quantity of high quality stuff is what we're trying to increase, increase now because yes. yeah, we yeah. have that volume already. But we're trying to close that gap where people thinking mm, bad lighting, bad sound, bad quality. We want it to be good. Um, so, Moji, would you say that your pick of the day in terms of um, a movie that we want our listeners to watch would be Lionheart? Uh, you've answered the question for yourself now. Okay, so your pick is Lionheart. <laughs> My pick will be go see, go see the first feature that I produced. It's called The Royal Hibiscus Hotel. It's on Amazon. Moji, what did you think about The Royal Hibiscus Hotel? Um, I watched it. I, w I watched it. I watched it. You and, watched it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I asked you, what did you think? You said, <laughs> you said I watched it. Is that an answer? Yes, now. It's an answer. You said, it's an answer. It is a, a I said, what did you think I, about I'm a Nigerian. It? Sometimes we don't answer straightforward. I watched it. That's uh, and then what, and what else? What can you tell me about it? I know Jide Kosoko is in it, and I loved him. So I like the the parent, um, the the, uh, the the people, the folks that played the parents. So it was Jide Kosoko. What's what was the mother's name? She was brilliant. Um, the mother, what's her name? The woman that played the it's mother. It's Rachel Oniga. Oh, okay, okay. I I like Jide Kosoko. Yeah. Jide Kosoko. We brought some veterans into it. Yeah, they, they were so the veterans. What do you think about? the the new actresses you know like uh oh, zainab balogun well not new but you know they're younger ones younger zainab one. balogun and kenneth okoli moji you're just full of it see <laughs> no, how no, you're no. just talking about lion heart okay we okay, didn't talk okay, about okay. we didn't talk you just said you liked the production you talked about how they dotted the eyes and crossed their t's and all that so are you saying we didn't dot our eyes and cross <laughs> oh our t's you know what? it doesn't matter actually <laughs> guys just watch it and give me your honest opinion it's, it's not a comparison it's, not, it's, not, it's, not. it's my pick of the day moji it's my pick of the day. I don't even want to hear your. I don't want to hear your. Are we going to fight on our first episode? <laughs> yes, let's fight. Because I mean, come on. You, you have words. You use did, the words. You didn't even let me. You see. Use you see. The you words. didn't let me answer. Can I answer? You see, you didn't even let me answer. It was a very well-made film. Um, I enjoyed, like I said, the parent characters. Um. They did a fantastic job. The younger ones did too, but um, with the main actress, I just thought the acting was a bit over the top. That's just my personal opinion. I don't like critiquing people's films, really and truly, but I guess, you know, I do have to say something, and that's what I think. I just thought the acting was a little bit over the top. Um, and... Um, Priscilla, you just want to get me into trouble, Joe. Uh, moving right along. I'm not trying to get, to, I'm not trying to get you into trouble. 
It's okay, no problem. I know the listeners will have a lot to say, and it doesn't matter yeah, watch it good or bad. I'm open to critique. I'm an artist. No matter yeah, what, I can't artists. please the world. No, I can't please the world. You know, so however they want to take it, it's all Are good. You salty? It's out there. Are you salty? It's in the universe. Oh, Mochi, I'm salty, <laughs> but guess what? I'm gonna be all right. Yeah. I'm a big girl. <laughs> I'm gonna be all right. Yeah. Um, moving on, we're not gonna close on a negative note. We're gonna stay positive yes, here. Always. And I wanna share something that's encouraging here. You know, when I first got into um, the world of filmmaking and trying to get my portfolio together and do things, of course, people are just like, hmm. I get it. Even today, I was just chatting with someone. They sent me a pitch that they want to put out there of like a series they want to do. And mm -hmm. I just tell people, look, grab on the low hanging fruit, follow your passion and the money will come because money is like a big thing, you know. And I think that, you know, stick to any kind of craft or trade that brings you money and for, continue to follow your passion, even if it's a side hustle, because like eventually, uh -huh, eventually it will become your bread and butter. That's where I still am, though. Um, you know, we talk about the fact that I work in IT. You called, uh, you called me a winch filmmaker in the beginning. I haven't forgot. Me too, I'm even salty about that one. How can you even be calling me a winch to everybody in the whole wide world that I'm a winch? Now they, no, uh, I didn't say you're you a said winch. I'm a winch. I said the win winch <laughs> filmmaking, meaning that you're only making films at night. You know, for as an African, when ah. you're only doing things at night, ah, you called me a winch. It's suspect. <laughs> it's suspicious. <laughs> you know, why are you only doing filmmaking at night, Moji? <laughs> That's how they do it in my hometown, Shagamu. We do things in the middle of the night. That's what I'm saying. In the middle of the night. But on a serious note, I mean, I've, I've been working in IT and doing film at the same time. Um, because like you said, I've always, I'm following my passion. And, you know, a lot of the things I do, I use my own money to do, you know, to, to do it. Which really isn't a sustainable model. Um, it really isn't, um, and I'm trying to move away from that. But the two lives do complement each other, though, um, because, you know, working in IT makes me, you know, I'm very com comfortable with computers. I know a little, you know, a little bit of most things when it comes to technology. So it's easy for me to get things up and running. So when I was in uh, the festival, I used to do my own website and used to do my own digital marketing and, you know, all of that. So hopefully, even for somebody like me, even though, I, you know, I'm not an old woman, but, um, you know, um, I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm still optimistic that this will become the only thing that I, well, not the only thing. I think I'm just one of those people that will always do multiple things. That's just my personality. But I would like my main thing to be filmmaking. And I think eventually, if somebody like me can still be optimistic, I think anybody can. Do you understand? I think anybody can. My philosophy is just get up and do. The festival, the reason why I started my festival was because I saw that the, it was a niche that needed to be filled. I didn't, when, I moved to Atlanta, when I moved to Atlanta, there was no Women of Color Film Festival. And I had been doing this from, because I used to live in London. I, I, was, I did this when I was in London and it only made sense for me to continue it. Yeah, got up, partnered with the venue, and kept it going. 
when you know when the festival came to an end i wanted to keep my hands in filmmaking and i started this docu interview series called indigo tongues where i showcased trailblazers from africa and the diaspora so like priscilla said follow your passion just get up and do it just get up and especially in this day and age where you know equipment is cheap equipment is not that costly there are many people that are, you know create content it's not difficult to do anymore so that's my leaving it on a positive yeah, people note. are making content yeah. on iphones exactly. i mean look at look at someone like Issa ray um going from awkward black girl on youtube to uh, hbo, HBO exactly exactly you know um and then there are even other examples so i just say everyone follow your passion and the money will come I got that. I learned that from Oprah. And actually, I've kept that in me all Doing through. Oprah. So no matter what, if I'm passionate about something, I just follow it and expect money later. Of course, I'm not blowing money on it. I'm going to find the cheapest and easiest way to still create something that has really good potential. Yeah. And it's never too late. It's never too late. There's an actress in, um, what was the Wakanda film? Ah, Wakanda, Black Panther. Dorothy Stills, she played one of the merchant elders. She started yes. acting at 88. She came to the Bronze Lens Film Festival and she was 93 yes. when she came to the film festival last year. I saw her. Yeah. That was just amazing. Yeah, she started acting at 88. And mm -hmm. after she was in Black Panther, you know, I think she even got an, a, another part after that. So it's, I mean, I don't want to, you know, start, you know, at 99, get my big break, but. <laughs> <laughs> if that's you know if the universe says that's my time who am i to say is not kind of thing yeah you always you always no matter what you always want to progress yes i've done these few films i've done a, a lot of tv production but i still have a lot of dreams i still haven't gotten to where i really want to be um and you know i'm still toiling and pushing forth and following this passion so for everyone out there that has dreams and aspirations um, and a passion for anything in film, the arts, entertainment. Follow your passion. Do what you can. Your hobby, your side hustle will just somehow turn into the main thing. It just evolves. That reminds me of that song. Um, when I was growing up, there's a song that we used to sing. Do your best and leave the rest. Do you know that song? I leave the rest to who? Isn't it God? Eh, God, universe, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah, I know the song. Do your best and leave the rest. Yes, I like that. So we are going to end for real on this note. Follow us on all social media platforms. We want to hear from you at Not Just Nollywood. Our email address is notjustnollywood at gmail.com. We want to hear what you have to say about Lionheart and the Royal Hibiscus Hotel. Don't be shy, bear it all out. And who knows, maybe we could invite you to be one of our um, not just Nollywood guests, you know, where you can just chat with us about everything under the sun as it relates to our world. And, you know, if you're someone that is not into this world, you know, check it out. We want to hear from you as well and see what you think about you know, Nollywood and everything that pertains to us. <laughs> Moji? Yes, Prisla. You want to say bye? Yes, my people. 
thank you for listening and uh, we'll see you next episode.